InvestTalk listeners ask Steve and Justin what they use for their winning investment research. And the answer is YCharts, quality data with easy-to-use tools. Start your free trial now at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and thank you for joining me today on Invest Talk. It is Friday, October 26th, and the weekend is upon us, or upon most of us, anyways. Uh, here in the West, it's still not quite weekend time, but pretty close. I'm Steve Peasley, and I welcome you to Invest Talk, the weekday financial program that has one clear objective and that is helping you grow and protect your investments, your money. Now, if you have any discretionary time over the weekend, I want you to invite two things, two things, if you have any discretionary time. First, visit investtalk.com. Of course, i got to plug that, right? I always have to plug that. Take a look at our various strategic investment programs we offer at KPP Financial. And Justin and I recognize that each individual has their own investment goals and risk tolerance and all that. But we do provide a variety of programs. And number two, if you plan to watch any football over the weekend, for professional football that is, check out the 49ers, the 49ers and Cardinals game on Sunday. My nephew will be in the mix, Dante Pettis. So if you, you know, just know that Dante Pettis is my nephew. He lived with me for a number of, a while when he was younger. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty proud of the guy. Anyways, oil, well, Let's see. Let's talk. What do we want to talk about? Let's talk about the roller coaster ride we had this week in the stock market. I mean, you can't get much more, much more volatile than that. I guess you could, but you know, and it has in the past. But it was a pretty volatile week. The Dow was down one percent at the opening today, about two hundred fifty points. So it got worse than that before it turned around. But what did it end up? It ended up down still. I mean, we, there was no real recovery. It was down 296 by the end of the day. So there was one. What you saw was it fell sharply, started to recover, and then toward the end of the hour, fell again. So, and then the Nasdaq ended up being down 151 points for the day. And so the, the FANG stocks have been getting punished. You know, it always happens. You know, I try to I try to make sure that we all understand how the market works. Those things that take off and last a long time on the upside eventually give back some of that gain. Not all of it, but some of it. And if the faster it goes up, the more gain it will get back. It will give back the gain. Not all of it, as I said, but you you take the good with the bad on those high-flying tech stocks. And, you know, long-term, tech stocks work great. But you just got to take take the volatility with them and this is more normal that we're seeing this week and this month than most people think most people think this is the abnormal no we haven't even finished our correction 10 percent correction is normal between 10 and 20 percent is still a correction and we just barely made 10 percent oil stayed at 66 dollars a barrel that was kind of interesting there you know there is no inflation in the system there is no inflation that we can see, 
that is a worry. So, you know, oil, you know, usually, you know, when it goes up, it's inflationary. It pulls up everything. But it's been pretty pretty steady. Uh, steady on the high side, I thought, for the year, but steady. It hasn't been going up to $100 a barrel or anything like that. Now, as you can tell, there was plenty in the market to talk about. I got a lot more on, on tap here. So, I welcome your calls and questions on anything financial. We'll talk about it. 888-99-CHART is our number. Number. Two quick reminders. I will be in San Jose on November 7th for a portfolio checkup. If you want to meet with me, there are slots open. It's free. No obligations. October, uh, November 7th. November 7th. Did I say October? November 7th. I'll be in San Jose. And the other one is our wealth webinar coming up on the 31st. And you can sign up for it by going to investtalk.com. It's free also. No cost. You just got to be able to, part, you know, you got to get a special password to get in to see it. And since today is Friday, I'm going to give you a little highlight tour of our weekly premium newsletter that I put out every Friday morning to all the subscribers and clients. Before I get to that, though, let's take a caller. Take 888-99-CHART. Hey, Stephen Justin. I had a question of... Um something for my uncle um he's 54 and he'll retire next year at 55 and he has the option to take a payout of around 400,000 um, or collect uh, monthly payments of $2,600 for life I was just kind of wondering if you know which one he should choose between and say he did take the 400k payout um would a regular IRA account be the most liquid to where he could uh still invest it and then um, you know, just sell some stock uh, every month to cover uh, expenses. That's it. That's my question. Thank you very much. Good day. Okay, uh, that's pretty young, 55 years old. What you have to do is the math. Take And what you're going to do is you take the lump sum of 400000 Is that the net amount he's going to get? Or, or is that going to be in the IRA? Probably it's just going to roll into an IRA, 400000 And if he starts taking that money out, of course, he'll have to pay, start paying income tax. So what you figure out is what does four hundred thousand? What can four hundred thousand safely produce every year? And I, I would say around four percent ish. That's the kind of rule of thumb: four and a half percent. So four hundred four percent of four hundred thousand is sixteen thousand dollars. So you know that's a thousand, you know, eleven hundred a month, whatever it is. Okay. It's it's and versus two thousand. It sounds like to me that two thousand is a better deal. Mind you, as long as he lives a long time, if he dies in a year, then you just got screwed. He just got screwed. His heirs got screwed. But if he lives into his eighties, which is more typical, sounds like I'd have to do the math. But it sounds like taking the monthly payout would be a better deal. You know the monthly two thousand. I I'd have to do the math, and that's what you have to do. You have to do the math. Okay, good question though. You really got to be careful. And there's an issue here. What if is if he's married? Does his wife get that two thousand a month? Usually, it's a much less. Uh, if you if you if you take that kind of deal for you and your wife, it's not two thousand something a month. It's less. So find out if he's married. Find out if what the payout is a month for if both of them, if she or he get the whole sum. You know how much? It usually will be less. So 
figure that out. Make sure you read all that stuff. I mean, all you know, make sure you understand it. If you can't understand, your you know, your father can't understand it. Get an attorney to read it over for you. Okay. Anyways, um, let's see what are we talk. Where are we? Where are we? The KPP newsletter goes out. Goes out every Friday, as you know. Uh, it's full of information. I try to make it pertinent information that you can use every week. Every week. That you can read it and say, okay, this is what happened this week, and this is why, if if we can figure it out. And, of course, I started off the newsletter this week with, we're still in the middle of our correction. There's a lot of volatility, and I don't think we're over with that yet. And I just don't think we're done. I think we're getting we're getting there. I do think we're getting there. So just that, that that's what the newsletters talked about. I talked about the economic calendar and the unusualness in the two housing reports where the new home sales report of September fell hard, okay, but then the um, the uh, the other, not new home sales, but the other, there was another report, and that for existing homes, and that spiked up. But if you looked at it long term, both are down more down from a year ago. So it is a weak weaker market, housing market there. Talked about the GDP came in at three and a half percent today. Three and a half percent is pretty good for the third quarter. Remember the second quarter is four point two percent, and the first quarter was two percent. So we're right at around three percent, right? Right around three percent, a little more than three percent, and I think we might get three percent for the full year. Haven't seen that in a long time. And then on the, I talked about, um, I talked about portfolio management, how to, you know, what what was short and long interest rates, and I talked about uh, what you can do to protect your portfolio against loss like we're having here. But you know, I try not, to, I'm trying not to do it now. But you, there are ways you can protect yourself. You just have to learn them. You can do it with put options. You can do it with shorts. You can do it different sectors, you know. Take a look at uh, the utility sector in this most recent weakness, and you'll see what I mean. That's a very defensive sector. Anyways, that's the premium newsletter. It goes out every Friday. You can sign up for it. Go to investtalk.com. Always a lot of information. Um, let's see. I, I, and I invite you to ask any financial questions now. We're li- our line are open. Our lines are open. 888 99 chart and call right now you know i'm steve peasy and there's a lot going on in the coming days for our loyal invest talk listeners as i've mentioned we got our webinar coming up on the 31st then invest talk academy begins on november 1st november 1st and then on november 7th i'll be in san jose so you want to meet me you can still register for that 888 99 chart Do you ever wonder whether your current investment strategy is working as well as it could, as well as it should? Well, if you explore the list of strategic investing programs offered to clients of KPP Financial, and you can do this, by the way, at investdoc.com, you can quickly see what you may be missing. For example, read about disciplined equity or KPP's active 401k program. October is racing by, football weather has arrived in many areas, and the funds are open to all now. 
Steve's here, and he's taking your calls. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. So what are we going to talk about today? You know, the main talking point, Apple faces challenges in their new phone. The new phones. Why? Because they've lost some of its luster over the... You know how they come out every other year with a new phone? The excitement is starting to fade a little bit. But does that, what does that mean? You know, Apple's the first company that made a $1 trillion market cap. And by the way, it's at still over $1 trillion market cap. <laughs> and that's huge. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit today. Also, is it time to buy? I'm getting, getting some emails and I have uh, phone calls that people are asking me, should we start getting back in the market? Well, I'll explore that. Give you some other experts' opinions. Remember, I don't put a lot of lot of weight in other experts, but you know it's nice to get their opinions and put make make that part of the mix. GDP wasn't impressive enough. What do economists say about it? I find this very interesting. These economists that you know they're kind of poo pooing the number, and I'm thinking, why? What is going on there? And things you should do with your wealth before you die. I'm talking to those people that have lots of money. You have more money than you need to live in retirement. So what should you be doing with that? I got some suggestions for you. Not the suggestion to just give it all to me. Not that. But but some suggestions. Okay, so that's what we're going to talk about. I do have a, a couple of questions that people send in to me that I want to answer on the air. Um... Uh, one of them was about bonds, okay? Uh, he, and, the, and the person was just asking I, that I don't talk about bonds enough. And most time, the reason for that is because people don't ask me about the bonds. So I don't talk about them. But I will try to get some of that in today's show. Monday on Invest Talk, the reasons why value in small cap stocks lag the market. The reason why value in small cap stocks are lagging the market. This lack has always been an inherent part of their strategy, so it's important to develop realistic expectations, okay? We're going to talk about that. Now, the value stocks usually don't lag the market, but why is it now? That's my day, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions at 888-99-CHARGE. This is Invest Talk. Please make sure you subscribe to the Invest Talk podcast at iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play, then listen, rate, and review. And by the way, Steve Peasley will be returning to San Jose on November 7th. Register now at investtalk.com. Okay, you've got finance and investment questions, and you can get unbiased answers. Call now, 888-99-CHART. Okay, the main talking point today is about Apple. Apple facing challenges of its new phone losing luster. Okay, you know, and Apple's the first $1 trillion company. Have, okay, think about it for yourself. Have the new iPhone, when it comes out, been less exciting for you than it has been in the past? If you're an iPhone owner, I would probably suggest it might be. Does that mean that Apple's stock or the company of Apple should be avoided? Not at all. 
Not at all. We're not, I'm not, that's not the situation. In fact, what you need to do is look at Apple and say, well, where, where are other growth drivers do you have? What's next is what you're asking. Not just what's next for the new smartphone, but what's next for Apple. And if you're watching Apple or looking at, at Apple very carefully, you can see that other parts of its business is growing. And we're talking about music and apps, of course, but there's also services and different software. You, there are, and I think that's going to continue. I would not be, remember, Apple has a huge cash hoard. Uh, I would not be surprised if they start working on providing content. Amazon is, Google is, content. What I mean, what I mean by content, I mean, I don't know, movies, television shows, other kinds of videos. I don't know. You know, I'm not smart enough to know that, but content would be a, a perfect fit for Apple. Content to flow on their phones and other devices. So I think Apple, you know, I think it's one of those big blue chip stocks that you probably should own and buy at a good price and hold on to it and put it in a drawer. I mean, we've been owners of Apple since 2008 or nine, right after the crash, we started buying it. But we haven't bought any new shares in some time because they've been working, going up too fast. So we haven't bought new shares. But, you know, it's a way, you, you know, you want to buy things that are on sale. You really do. If you can find them, you buy them. Our anytime listener line is 888-99-CHART. And, of course, we like to be the investor's friend. Get your questions on anytime you want. You can call it 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And here's a question that came in earlier. Hey, Steve and Justin. I wanted to call about stock ticker symbol P-O-R. That's Portland General Electric Company. As we kind of hit highs in the market and there seems to be you know, talk of recession or correction, it seems like the utilities would be a pretty good buy. Uh, they've been dropped a little bit this week with the you know, market-wide drops not like people are going to stop paying for the electricity when there is a correction you know they all pay dividends roughly and this seems like a good buy just want to know your thoughts thanks bye i do like utilities i think they're pretty good defensive i don't think i would buy this one uh this is portland general electric symbol por engaged in the generation purchase transmission distribution and sale of electricity so why do i like this one what's what's wrong with this one well, I'm looking at a chart, and this is the and they made a high about 47, 48 uh, end of last year. It's been at that level August and into September, October. It so it's already at the high, and and now we're starting to see a little weakness. It only plays a 3.3 percent dividend. Now, and I say only, that's still high, but I, there's other utilities that pay higher, and other utilities that have better fundamental numbers. This is kind of on the expensive side. Their PE is around 18 or so. And, you know, utilities don't make a lot of money. They don't grow very fast. And this one is growing at a very low single digits, one, two, three percent. So it's just not, it's not inexpensive. And the return on equity on this is only nine, nine percent. That's low. So I'm thinking this is not the best of the utilities out there, better utilities out there. And I will point you another utilities. I think you should look at utilities as a good, uh, because there's some out there that, you know, really give you uh, some really good dividends. We own several, but we don't own this one. And all the ones we own pay a higher dividend. So 
Anyways, 888-99-CHART. That symbol is P-O-R. P-O-R. 888-992-4278. Here's an investing term you should know. No load funds. We haven't talked about mutual funds in a while. And we haven't talked about what load means. Load means commission. There are no load funds, no commission funds out there. And you should always buy those over any kind of loaded fund. Okay. Now, what is a you know what what kind of loads are there? There's different kinds. They try to hide it from you. There's a front end load, which is the most honest, and they call they we call those A shares in the industry. Those are A shares mutual funds. A shares loaded mutual funds. It's usually five percent up front. They take that right off the top, and then use the rest of the money to buy the fund that you're you want. Then there's back in the loaded. The most commonly known one is B shares, which pays 1% commission per year for five years. By the way, that doesn't equate to 5%. You would say, yeah, it does. Not basically, if your portfolio is growing, they're taking 1% of a higher amount every year. If it's shrinking, it's less. Usually the upfront A shares are better than the B shares. This is Best Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and if you live anywhere in the Bay Area of Northern California, I'll be there November 7th in San Jose meeting with clients. So if you want a no-cost personalized portfolio review, you can sign up and register for at investtalk.com. And be sure to tell your friends. We're taking your questions now. Give us a call, 888-99-CHART. To win, all effective investors use a process. And listeners call InvestTalk every day asking to share our winning process. And they too can win using the right analytical tools. Just what do we use as our everyday go-to research tool? YCharts. It's a cloud-based financial research platform. It is indispensable. YCharts has the powerful tools of a terminal combined with the ease of use of a modern website. We use YCharts every day. YCharts is easy to navigate, visually awesome, and informative. YCharts has filters driven by thousands of metrics, Excel integration, and data visualization to create charts that compare stocks, funds, indices, and more. If you're a serious investor, you'll understand that the precision functionality in YCharts is not free. But YCharts has more horsepower and by far better data and filters compared to a giveaway tools from Yahoo or Google. YCharts is a fraction of the cost of something like Bloomberg Terminal. And now our listeners can try YCharts for free. You just heard Steve and Justin endorse YCharts. It's the lightning-fast research, data filter, and charting tool they use every day for their investment portfolios. Think about it. Steve is right. Free software cannot come close to the power, speed, ease of use, and practical functionality of YCharts. And serious investors understand that YCharts can pay for itself with just one or two targeted investment selections. So here's your chance to take advantage of a free trial and a generous YCharts discount. Start by mentioning InvestTalk when you go to YCharts.com. Get serious. Get YCharts. Get ready for the next Invest Talk online educational event. It's a live wealth webinar and it's happening this coming Tuesday night, 
6.30 Pacific Time. InvestTalk webinars cover various topics from economics to stock picking, and you're invited to join the online experience, but you must pre-register at investtalk.com. It's easy. Roll over the InvestTalk menu link, then click on webinar. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here and he's waiting for your calls. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Chris in Walnut Creek. How you doing, Chris? I'm good, Steve. How you doing? Good. Thank you for the call. Oh, uh, yeah. Thank you for the show. <laughs> um, my, What's my, your question? My question is, um, what do you think of AT&T at this point in time of the market with that high dividend? Well, I think you want to, if you, if, if you're looking for a dividend-paying stock that's going to be consistent forever, paying that dividend, in other words, you'll probably never cut it, will always increase the dividend, this is the stock that you want to buy, AT&T. Is it at a good price? Yes. If someone called yesterday and asked me, was it a good price yesterday? And I said, yes, it's a good price. Low 30s, $30 a share is a good price. I think it was $29.98 yesterday. And today, yeah. it's at $29.09. So, so... I think it's at a very good price. You might want to wait to see it, to wait till it stops falling, Chris, because, you know, I can't tell you that it's broken its last uh, resistance, which was 30 bucks. So it broke below there. So I just will wait a few days, a couple of weeks to see if it will settle down with the market. You know, if the whole market settles down, this will settle down with it. And I think that'd be an excellent time to pick it up. It pays 6.9% oh. dividend. Yes, very high dividend. So, um, okay. Yeah, and it's not going to cut it. Not going to cut it. It has never cut a dividend. Never. Thanks for the call, Chris. Appreciate it. Let's go to Yvonne in San Jose. How you doing, Yvonne? Oh, hi, Steve. Um, I want to ask your opinion about the energy um, energy ETF ERX. Okay, this um, is a direction. Whether, yeah, fund. whether it's, it's going a, to go down more, you know, or Oh, I should hold it. Okay. If you own this, this is an exchange traded fund seeking performance corresponding to 300%, 300% of the underlying energy index. So uh, this is high risk, Yvonne, because it's 300% leveraged. And I never recommend anybody buying and owning this much leverage fund. It has fallen pretty hard from like $40 and $41. That's kind of where its high has been down to 24 in what? Two weeks, three weeks. That's what happens when it goes down. It goes down hard. When it goes up, it goes up fast. And uh, if you own it right now, well, you might as well hold on to it. But, because you've already lost, uh, uh, it's already lost almost half its value. So yes. it's going to go down with the market. It, it's going to go down with the market, Yvonne. When the market bounces, this will bounce. When it bounces, I would probably suggest that you get out of it when it bounces. And stay away from those very high leverage funds. They're very risky. Thank you for the call. Yeah. Appreciate it, Yvonne. Thank you. Let's go to James in Sonoma. How are you doing, James? Well, we're doing pretty good. Um, I was just sitting here, and you touched on utilities. 
One I was looking at before the actual downturn here the last week or so was VPU. And I wanted to get your – it's a, a Vanguard Utility ETF, unlike the other one I think is XLU. Uh, I like this one a little bit better because it seems to have a little bit more growth potential. But what is your general opinion on something like this? It's a ETF. This would go in an IRA. You and I are the same age. I just recently retired, and uh, I'm just looking to move stuff off of my uh, – 401k into my IRA as I go through this okay. little, uh, one year retirement cycle here. And I kept looking at utilities because uh-huh. I own several other utilities, the individual stocks, but I was looking at this as sort of a no brainer for about three, three and three percent, a little over three percent. That is true. It does pay about 3.1 percent. This is the Vanguard Utilities ETF, ETF seeking performance corresponding to the MSCI US. Investable Market Utilities 2550 Index. So I do like utilities. I think they're a pretty good place to be with the market being volatile. Uh, <laughs> and I like the dividends that we can get out of them. Now, you, uh, James, you mentioned you own other, other individual stocks. I don't want you to own too much utilities. You know, don't own more than about 15% of your portfolio in utilities. Because even though you are retired, there's other ways to be defensive too. But you don't want to get too much of own too much of any one sector, just because you never know. You just never know. But I do think utilities work very good in a late economic cycle, and I think we're in the later stages of our economic cycle. But I think we're going to stay at this peak for a little while. I don't think we're going to roll over and go down anytime soon. So there's nothing wrong with this VPU. I, I, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, it went down today at 1.6%. If you can get it for about 117, that would be perfect. But you know, in, in this area, is, it's fine. It's moved up from 104 back in February. Notice it's moved up most of the year where the market after February went sideways. So, and it really hasn't collapsed with the market in this correction. It has not. So I do like utilities. Thanks, James. Good luck with it. I hope it works for you. VPU. VPU. 888-99 charters our number, everybody. Okay, is it time to buy? Well, the, I don't have a I don't have a crystal ball on this doc, I, desk. I do have a crystal ball on my desk in the office, though. Of course, it's never worked, but I have one. Is it time to buy? No one really knows for sure how deep any correction or any bear market would go. We are in a correction. I'm, I'm pretty confident that this is not the beginning of a bear market. Remember I gave you stats yesterday, the last 20, 22 uh, corrections, which are corrections of 10% to 15% or even as high as 20, only four of them resulted in a bear market, which is over a 20% fall, only four. So the odds are good, this is just a correction. Now, some of the experts, some of the experts are saying time to buy. Daryl Cronk, president of Wells Fargo Investment Institute, says there's no time better than now to go shopping for beaten up stocks. He says the end of the cycle, the bull market is not here. It's not the end. Okay. He said that... Um, Will there be will better? Will there be uh, more uh, entry points that are better than now? He says he hasn't seen 
some of the, some of the some of the stocks haven't seen better entry points since 2016. He does say it's going to be harder though. The easy money is done. Scott Merritt of Guggenheim Partners, he sees 20% gain from this correction. But then if you kept reading his little report, he also sees a 40 to 50% bear market in the not too distant future. He wasn't specific because you can't be. Is it a good time to buy? I think it's a good time to I think it, I think it's a good time to start looking for those stocks you want to buy. And if you wanted to put one on because it looks like it's stabilizing, even while the market correction is still going on, then I would. I'd put it on. You want to buy when everybody else is selling. When's that period of time? Isn't that now? Everybody else has been selling. Isn't it now? Yes. Now, can I have told you at the beginning of the show, and I'll tell you again, I don't think this correction is over. I don't. And today, the market was down, the Dow was down 296, the Nasdaq down 151, and the S&P down 47. So, we it had a big up day yesterday, the big down day the day before. The trend is still down for this month. So, I don't think we put it, and I still don't see any fear. Even after today's down day, again, there's not much fear in the market. There's not enough fear in the market to... See, I like to, if, if I had my wish, it would be we'd be down a thousand points in a day and the VIX would spike and the volume of shares sold would double. And that would tell me that I think we're very close or at the bottom. That's what that would tell me. Of course, the market doesn't speak that kind of plain English, right? I mean, it doesn't tell you. You have to figure it out. You know, and you're only sure when you look back and say, oh, that was where the bottom was. Never know where the bottom is. Now, I did have an email. Maybe I want to get to this real quick if I can. About buying bonds. Uh, this, uh, I got an email from Saeed. And he wants me to talk about bonds a little bit. Bonds, you know, uh, there's all kinds. It's not an easy subject. Bonds are generally less risky than the market. But they're not a good investment necessarily when the interest rates are rising. They are a good investment if you don't pay attention to that rising interest rate. You buy the actual bonds, collect whatever yield they're paying, 3 4%, hold them to maturity, and then get your money back. But bonds can go up and down in value during the period that you're holding it. And it gives you a sense that you might be losing money if interest rates are rising when you're really not. Because you're going to hold it to maturity. If you sell it beforehand and it's depressed because interest rates went up, yeah, you're going to lose money. So don't sell it. And there's all kinds of quality of bonds. If you talk about corporate bonds, those are more risky than municipal bonds or state bonds or county bonds or federal treasuries. Federal treasuries are the absolute safest investment you can ever invest. Safest. That's why they don't pay much. So the more risk you take, the more they'll pay. Junk bonds, junk bonds are those that are rated very poorly, or not very poorly, but poorly. Junk bonds have the highest default rate in recessions and is too high to justify the interest rates they're paying today. They're not paying enough. So just be very careful with what you're doing with bonds. Bond funds act differently than bonds themselves in that they never have... 
They never have a maturity date. Bond funds don't. They just sell at whatever value it is. So therefore, if interest rates keep rising, the value of the bond fund will just keep going down. So I wouldn't buy bond funds unless you're into really short or ultra short bond funds. There's, it's a very complex, we're going to have a class on this because it's, you, you have to, there's a lot to talk about. Okay. Now we're going to have a class. Justin and I are pretty excited about the classes we're going to put on. Online classes. Investot Academy. Okay. We're going to sharpen your investing skills. And as I said, we're going to call it Invest Talk Academy. And our first online class will begin on November 1st. And that, by the way, is this coming Thursday, less than a week away. Okay. So we know that, me, that, that many of you want a, you know, a greater degree of hands-on guidance. And that's what Invest Talk, you know, I try to do it on the radio as best I can. But we have to, you know, it's very short, very, you know, just answering questions. We're going to take a topic and expound on it and teach you about the market, about various, I think we've gotten about 100 topics to teach right now. So there's going to be a lot, a lot for you to learn. So I think we would like you to sign up for it. And early birds can sign up now uh, at the lower rate, uh, $59 a month. It's class is going to be every week. We're going to archive it immediately. You can listen to it as many times as you want. Uh, there will also be little vignettes on there, little recordings of various quick topics that we'll discuss and define and talk about for you. So, And we'll be naming those. So all these things are an effort to educate. We'll have Q&A at the classes, question and answer period at the end of each class so that you can ask all the questions you want. And we're going to make, you know, we're going to be talking about technical reading charts. We're going to teach that. We're going to teach fundamentals. We're going to teach that too. How to, how to find stocks, all those things. How to avoid pitfalls. Talk about fits. We're going to talk about fixed income bonds in there. Got all that. So we'll feature, it's going to feature a very broad range of different topics, but ones I think you'll all be interested in. So to get the lowest price, as I said, you got to sign up by October 31st. October 31st. Remember, our, 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 our uh, seminar is October 30th, but you have to sign up by October 31st for the Invest Talk Academy. All you do is go to investtalkacademy.com. Okay, the, fines, the, loans, the phones are open, everybody. 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where they are committed to reason and common sense guidance. That can help make you a better investor. And this philosophy is implemented for KPP clients and across all platforms broadcast radio, live streaming, podcast replays, plus the KPP Premium newsletter, the upcoming Wealth Webinar, and the exciting new Invest Talk Academy. Principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein have over 60 years of combined experience in portfolio and money management. You can reach out to Steve or Justin by calling their Dana Point, California KPP financial office or sending a message through investtalk.com. The Invest Talk radio and podcast continues now. The phone lines are open. Call with questions. 888-99-CHART. Okay, just a reminder, as I just said, our webinar, free webinar is coming up on uh, 
Tuesday at 6.30 Pacific Time. Also, I'll, I'll be returning to San Jose on November 7th. I don't think I mentioned that. Well, I did mention a couple times, right? Remember, that's a no-cost portfolio view. November 7th, I'll be up in the Bay Area. Uh, you can register for both events if you want at investtalk.com. We only have about 10 minutes left in the show, everybody. So if you have a question, now's the time to get it in. I really would like to talk to you. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. On the next Invest Talk, the reason why value and small cap stocks lag the market. It's important to develop realistic expectations. That story, Monday. But now Steve is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your calls. 888-99-CHART. So I got an email. Uh, uh, this, too, was about an ETF that was it's leveraged by 300%. And this person wanted to know if we should get into this anytime soon. And this ETF is uh, is SPXL, which is a three a, it tracks the S and P 500, but leverages it by 300%. So again, very risky because the market goes up, it'll be up 300% this ETF, or down by 300% of the S and P 500. They're tracking the S and P 500. Now, these leveraged funds can't track them perfectly. They can't. They're, they're, they always have an error, they, a, a tracking error, we call it. Uh, and it gets exaggerated over time. But should you get into it? Well, there's nothing wrong with buying these except that you are taking much more risk in doing so. Okay? Uh, so, yeah, when this correction is petered out, yeah, this will work. Just don't buy a lot in your portfolio. Make sure it's treated as a very risky position because of the leverage. Okay? Okay, before you retire, if you have money and you have more than you need and you want to do things with it, you want to see something that's good, that's coming good, coming that would be good, that you want to do and feel good about, I have four suggestions. One is I, I kind of do this myself. A family annual vacation. Now, we don't do it annually because I can't afford that. But if you have money and you want to keep close to your family, you bribe them. You take them somewhere and you don't have to take them somewhere fancy. They'll come if you're paying the bill. That would be very good and very generous. Okay. How about funding your grandchildren's college? Help fund the college. It's so expensive this day. Parents try to do their best, but maybe you can help find your grandchildren's college. How about set up a set up an inheritance schedule? In other words, set up a schedule with through a trust to pay out your inheritance to your heirs, and you can actually start paying out before you die. You know that, right? But you want to maybe start giving money away to the next generation. There's limits on how much you can give every year. But also, when you, when you, reti- when you die, don't give anybody a big, huge lump sum of money. You should spread it out. They don't have to get it right away because, you know, especially if they're not used to having that kind of money, they'll spend it. And finally, how about, uh, how about setting up a charity or a cause or 
contributing to a cause that's close to your heart. For instance, I know my wife in our will uh, insisted on giving money to Basset Hound Rescues because she loves Basset Hounds. Okay, so you know, you maybe that, I know she lo- that's close to her heart. Dogs, any she's a big animal lover, can't stand to see him getting hurt, and she, you know, she for years she volunteered at an animal shelter and just it couldn't it couldn't keep doing it because it was too much damage to her heart. So, but you know, maybe there's cause anything close to your heart. I don't care what it is, you know, helping out, you know, poverty people in poverty, uh, you know, maybe giving money to cancer cause or whatever it is. You can do that while you're still here. But one thing you make sure, make sure you have enough money to do this. Make sure your retirement is comfortable, that you won't have any problems with finances till the end of your days. So don't give it all away other than in your will. Okay? So there's some things you could do with your money. Uh, it's always difficult. Always, always, always. When you know, when you have money and the family, you know, your family does not, uh, it's always difficult how you share the wealth and when you share the wealth and who with. It, it, it presents problems. People don't think, you know, being wealthy is a problem. It is a problem. The problem is not having money. That is not a problem anymore. The problem is, is everybody else kind of tends to want it and they don't have it. Some people think they deserve your money. I've come across that. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Talk program, and I thank you for your loyal support and your questions. Attention podcast listeners, we always like to mention Charts these days. Um, it is a maker of software, and Justin and I use it every day diligently, and we would love for you to check it out. Charts. Charts. Everybody, thank you for listening. I hope you have a great weekend. Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. Invest Talk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein, chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. They thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.